Hello, hey, and welcome to Ask the Color Expert. My name is Elaine Travis. I am a career hair colorist, independent educator, and author of the book, A Colorful Journey. I'm here every week sharing tips, tricks, and stories that are all things hair color. Thanks for joining me, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Today's special guest is Lori Fudens. She is co-owner of Charmaine Salon and Day Spa in Clearwater Beach for 25 years, and she also created the Hairstylist Accelerator Program. So we were just chatting before we hit record, and um, my mentor, Beth Minardi, has connected us, and I'm so glad that she has because we have so much in common. We could talk forever and ever about our passion for helping new stylists get to where they need to go much quicker than floundering and and being, you know, lost in a sea of lots of confusing um, education and skill to get behind the chair. So I'm excited about our chat and welcome, Lori. Thanks, Elaine. It's great to be here. I'm really glad that we connected too, because Beth Minardi, one of my like all-time favorite color icons, uh, said the same thing. So I'm glad to be on your podcast and anything I can do to help a newer stylist and especially or educating any hairdresser really through that, um, through this channel is uh, really on my purpose. So thanks for having me. You're so welcome. And you're, you are uh, a real trooper. You're away at a very impactful weekend that I can't wait to hear more about. And you still agreed to do this podcast. So we have that in common as well. You know, so many people would say, well, I'm out of town. I can't do it. And you were like, no, I can do it. So thank you for that as well. Um, You know, education and the, you know, industry that we're in, it changes so often. And you and I share the same story, which is amazing. I can see why Beth connected us. We both felt like we came out of school and didn't have the guidance and the help that we needed. It was kind of, we had to piecemeal it together. I know that was the story for me. It was a class here, a class there, and then there would be opposing opinions on things and I would get confused. And to your point about Beth, you know, once I discovered her at one of the first Hair Color USA um, events that was held in Miami, I was like 19 years old. I said, oh my God, I have to learn color. I need to understand it. I connected to her approach to teaching because she wasn't throwing recipes out. You know, most of the classes that you go to, they put the letters and numbers on the board. And I was like, I don't get it. What does that even mean? And why did that person even choose that color? And I kept going to another class and another class, another class and kept seeing the same thing and was never taught the why. So that's where this passion for education and paying it forward is like, I want to be for these people, what wasn't there for me. And it sounds like that's your story too. Yeah, for sure. You know, Elaine, I, I started very similarly. I was in a salon where I was the only colorist and my owner was a cutter, right? She came from Boston. She was a a cutter and departmentalized salon for many years in the Northeast. So when we got together and I was the colorist and I had, I had learned how to do hair color. I had been to Advanced Hair Color Academy, but I still, you know, as a new hair colorist in my early 20s, I didn't really know what I didn't know. And I kind of was a limited colorist. I only did what I knew how to do. I used about the same five formulas on everybody. Something I just picked one, whatever one was closest to what they asked for. 
And um, I was very limited. I learned through failing. I'd fail, I'd learn, I'd fail, I'd learn. No color classes in my town, no advanced education, no hair shows at that time. This was in the 80s. So as I moved through my career, about five or six years into the salon that I worked in, about five years, I guess, into it, I had a horrible, horrible situation happen. I had a tragic event for me, what I consider very tragic. And it really changed the trajectory of my career because I've talked about this story before. And I'll say, every time I say it, I still get emotional talking about it because it's one of those things that happen, right? And um, I don't know if any of your listeners understand this point, but if you have ever given a a great effort to a client and you felt like it was going to be great and at the end, it ended and it wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Not only was it not what you thought it would be, it ended in tragic, uh, upset for the client. The client was incredibly unhappy. In my case, the client was so unhappy. It was like this, it was a horrible, horrible time. And I'll tell you what I did because I, I do like people to learn from my story, but you know, we're people pleasers and we want to please everybody. Um, this client would come into town. Her name is Frances Santos and she's from Texas, Houston, Texas. She's actually from Mexico. And she would come in and ShadesyQ had been launched just shortly before that. This was back in the early days of ShadesyQ and I had 09V, lots of it in my, in my, uh, my cupboard. And I uh, had a lot of people trying to give me advice back then of what to do. You know, my sales reps would come in and I didn't really listen because I had a big old ego and I knew what I was doing and I was the only colorist and, you know, I'll do it the way I want. And this is my color room, you know, and not so much openly like that, but that was really my attitude. And uh, so she would come in, this girl, she, she had her hair highlighted somewhere else, but she'd come in, she'd ask me for this magic solution I would put on her. She loved her hair after I put 09V platinum ice on her hair. I was a genius to her, you see? And so she would come in every couple of months, she'd rush in. And this one night she came in Saturday at six o'clock PM. And I had worked all day. I was busy, you know, I was tired, very tired, hungry, of course, hangry. She says, Lori, 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 can you just put that stuff on my hair real quick? I, I need to go to a special event tonight, tomorrow. I said, oh, I, I can't do it. It's too late. You know, I'm tired. She goes, oh, please, please, please. I'll pay you extra. And, you know, I had, my rent was due, my car payment. I was like, oh, gosh. She, and she always left me, you know, she was very wealthy, beautiful, wealthy, beautiful Mexican woman. And I said, okay, fine. So she took her in the back, put the 09V on the top. Of course, I ran out because I always run out. Went back, mixed some more, put it on the bottom of her hair. And I left her there while I finished my haircut in front of the salon. So I finished my haircut. I go back to wash her hair and I shampoo her hair out and her hair is dark purple. Mm. Now I had had 09V grab before, but this was not what I expected. And it was, I didn't know what to do, Elaine. I was literally shampooing her hair, sweating bullets, like, oh my God. And I almost (laughs) probably could have vomited right then if I wanted to, right? And there I was like, and I knew, and she was mean. Like this lady wasn't nice. She was mean. And she, I didn't know what to do. I certainly never saw this problem before. And I'm in the shampoo bowl. The only thing I could think of is what every hairdresser who wouldn't know what to do would do. We'd go in the back and mix up what? A little bit of Everybody goes for the bleach, <laughs> the bomb. <laughs> the bomb. I took it to the shampoo bowl. Now, Frances had dark, beautiful hair with very light pale blonde highlights, right? She hated warmth. So now the bleach is getting on the brown hair and you created a shit storm. <laughs> the ends were basically orange. They were like mm. redheads like me. So she smells the bleach, gets up out, goes to the front of the mirror, says, what are you doing to my hair? 
And I said, Frances, I just need to ask you a question. You know, is there anything that's changed? Did you have another baby? She had five kids. Her and her husband had five beautiful children. I said, you know, did you put something on your hair? Like who highlighted your hair last time? I'm thinking, you know, it's, I didn't know what I did. I certainly didn't know how to fix it. And she was violently upset at me for an hour. And I cried and I said, I, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what I, I don't know what I did. I, I'll pay for whatever. You've ruined my life. You've ruined my, and her, like literally her life was, over. it was a horrible, horrible thing. It was like the worst breakup ever from anybody ever, 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 ever. So I stayed that night, cried, wrote my resignation and quit my job. And I went home and I went to bed literally for three days. I did not get out of bed. My head went under the covers. I was in such a major depression. The anxiety was overwhelming. I certainly didn't know how I would survive or even show my face in public. For me, it was the worst thing that ever happened in my career, but probably the best. I was just going to say, it ends up being the biggest gift you ever got. It was. And, you know, my owner talked to me back after a while. I went back to work. She's promised me she'd pay for advanced education. And and I'll tell you, I made a a commitment to myself that day. I said, when I went back to work, I said, I'm going to go to advanced class. I'm going to learn how to fix stuff like this. And I'm going to learn how to not ever make this happen again. But I will tell you, I also made the commitment to never go anywhere that I would ever see Francis ever in person. (laughs) I avoided every shoe store, every shopping district, every restaurant, every bar that she would ever go. And I thought, I don't ever want to see this woman again. Like it was really traumatic for me. Like if you were to ever think that you ever run into an ex where you had a bad breakup, like you never want to see that person again. Well, let me just tell you what happened. You will not believe this. Three years later, I had start. I had found by then Michael Cole and what he called back then. I think it was called some kind of boot camp, or there were different names for his programs early on. And I started to realize I need to know more. I need to learn about my money. I need to learn about being more of a business person, and I certainly need to learn more. Um, and so I learned more from Redkin as they had more classes from Shades EQ and other classes. Right. Well, three years later. Francis Santos walks in my salon, same salon I'd worked in for eight years. I was an employee salon for eight years. And she walked right up to me and she goes, hello, can, can you do my hair today? And I literally, I was paralyzed. Literally, I did not know what to do. I was I'm sure I was going to throw up right then and there. And it was no different than <laughs> if you were your boyfriend, ex-boyfriend in, in a bar like far away. And you see that person and you just have a physical reaction from seeing that well that's what it was like and I was just waiting for her to yell at me again right then and there right because I am instantly transformed back into the moment of that horrible incident well she was very sweet very nice and she says um I can wait over here if you want and I was like uh okay yep yep (laughs) I finished my client right I'm sure I was shaking and after that I you know I, I said okay she came over and sat in the color area she goes can you help me and I said are you sure you want me to help you and she said uh, yeah. And she took off her scarf and she had this cute little dress and she had this little purse and flat shoes, took her scarf off her hair in the front was literally half an inch long. It had all been shaved oh, off God. in the front. Her roots were six inches long, dark. And then she had beautiful long blonde hair. Right. I said, Francis, what happened to you? She said, I was in a tragic car wreck four months ago in Mexico and my head went through the windshield and they told me that they had staples in my head. She said, that's where they shave my hair here. It's growing back. She said, but I have total amnesia of my entire life before the the accident. I don't even remember my children's names. 
she said, but I came back here into the town because I'm here for my rehabilitation. And she looked a little bit like a stroke, like her face was a little off. And I said, you were in a tragic car wreck and you have total amnesia of your, now I'm thinking of myself at this moment. Okay. And I said to her, so she said, the only thing I remember about this town is that I've been here in this salon to get my hair done. Oh my gosh. That's and insane. That to me. I said, Oh my gosh. In my brain, I'm going, Oh no, this is not really happening. She said, I just, I just remember getting my hair done here. I said, exactly what do you remember, Francis? <laughs> and she said she really didn't remember what had happened. And I said, okay. And I realized at that minute she was genuinely there for help. She was had a disability. She had had brain surgery. She had a tragic event happen in her life. And she came back in our salon to get her hair colored. I was That's amazing. Shocked. It so was you, amazing. Had a, you had another chance to make it right. How did it go? It went great. Of course, I did the best highlight I'd ever done in those dark roots. And I'm sure never to miss a foil or anything. Did 09V all over her hair, made sure it was perfect. Da, 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 da. Add lots of clear to it at that time. Well, at the end of the day, I and there's not a lot I could do. You know, we had to do the little comb over on the front, cover up all the spiky things and put a diamond thing. But at the end of the day, she stayed a client with me, Francis Santos, and still, you know, to this day, a wonderful human being. And, a, you know, I just love her to death. And I tell that story because I'll tell you, if you want to know what happened, I'll tell you what happened. My rep came in and tried to tell me to put all of my shades of hue gloss in number order, like do my O3N and my O3G down here and then do my 6N and my 6. And back then shades of hue had nine or maybe 12 SKUs. You know, in the beginning, there were only 12 bottles. I know, now, now it's like insane. 185. <laughs> Um, so we go, to, so I would never listen to them. I put all my V's together, all my G's together, all my N's together. Well, when I did Francis's hair the first time, here's what happened. I put the 09 V all over half her hair and, you know, I ran out, went back and I was tired and I was hungry. I was not present and I was not really in the moment with my guest. And I grabbed O3V, not knowing that, put it in the bottle. And I put O3V orchid all over the bottom of her hair and left it for 20 minutes. So that's what happened. And I learned then when I realized it, that I really should be taking the advice that people are giving me because I am missing key things to help me in my career. And I learned the hard way. And, and now, of course, if you go in my salon, they're all lined up by numbers, not letters. <laughs> they're not grouped by letters. So I hope that if anything, you take something from that. <laughs> and That's amazing. And, and it is before. that simple. That I think is what kept me. I'm quite a control freak. I'm, I'm a work in progress. I'm really trying hard to lose that control edge of, of me. But um, with utilizing an assistant, I, I loved training assistants. I loved sharing with them what I was doing, but I would mix the color and say, I am using this because I never let them mix my color for that reason. Because yeah. whenever I would have a new assistant, they would try to be nice and clean up after me and they would just grab a tube and shove it in a box. And it wasn't the right shade in the right box. And I'm like, that yeah. is what scares me about having somebody else do my mixing. Because at the end of the day, that client is going to blame you whether you mix it or not. You know, so that that's always been an issue. And I think I to go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I think with hair color, you know, we we hear that story and we're like, oh my gosh, she turned her purple. It was she was depressed for three days. 
I, I'm the same way. I just did a model recently and I tried a new technique and it was a disaster and I wasn't right for a week. My daughter's like, I've never seen you like this. I'm like, I've never made that big of a mistake at this stage in my career. Like I just could not wrap myself around how bad it was. But, mm -hmm. and then I was like, I can do two things. Like, you know, Lori, as an, as an educator, we don't want people to think that we ever would make a mistake because they're learning from us and looking up to us. But I was like, if I can't own that and share that, that's going to make, that's going to build up my ego and make me feel fabulous, but nobody's ever going to learn from that. So mm -hmm. I got right on with my group and I said, this is what I did, showed the picture and explained why I know that it happened, you know, why, why it went wrong. And they were so grateful for me being so, you know, transparent and sharing it. They're like, oh my gosh, like even the salon that I did it in, one of my students owns the salon. So he was there when it happened. And like, he could have totally just been like, don't say anything. And, you know, cause the end product looked great. Cause I fixed it. And that's the difference. Like mm -hmm. you knew how to move forward and do it differently. I know how to move forward and do it differently. And if you just keep doing the same technique over and over, I was in such a rut with my placement, with everything that I do, because I know that it works. And I went to a new class and I learned a new thing. And I was like, I don't need to try it on a mannequin. I've been doing this 35 years. I'm going to do it right on my husband's cousin's hair. And no, that shame on me for not trying it on a, on a doll head. It was just right. way, way too different. And it did not go well at all. So I totally can relate to your three days under the covers. Like it, you just keep replaying it over and, and, and even, you know, like to the point about your client, this is someone that she's my, one of my only friends here in Florida since we moved here. And I see her all the time. And we would be sitting on the beach and I'd be staring at like the one piece that wasn't perfect, even after I fixed it and just Absolutely. ruminating in my head. She's like, will you stop? I get so many compliments on my color. I'm like, no, it's still not. It's still not my up to my standard. And I take it part. She was fine. She was like, not even upset. She was going on vacation. I'm like, no, you are getting this done before you go on vacation. I am not allowing you to walk around looking like that. So we, yeah, we are our own worst critic for sure. We are. And, you know, we do it to ourselves because we're people pleasers. Right. And, but you know, we're always learning. There's no, if anyone is listening to this, who's new in the industry, just know there's no end. There's no like, okay, now I've got it. I know it. I've done it. I, there is, that doesn't happen. And the minute that happens that you feel like you're, you're good. You don't need to go any more classes. You don't need to move forward on any education there. There's a problem there. Yes. Well, I, there it's, you know, we never stop learning. Our industry changes faster than probably other than the medical industry. I think our, our, our industry is probably one of the fastest changes industries that I know of, you know, nutrition and medical are probably number one, as far as I can tell, but there are so many things going on in changes and trends. And, and it's where education is important. You know, whether you visit, um, go to hair shows, you know, thank goodness for live learning now is back. And as a Redken educator, I love live learning, but virtual will keep going. You know, things are going to become hybrid probably for forever. I, I think that's the only good thing that came out, but there's so much opportunity, but the truth is you got to tap into it in yourself. Like that the people who need to learn what they need to learn, know that they don't know. Like you, you hear this phrase, you know, you don't know what you don't know. But I don't believe that. I think people who get out of school, they know that they're, they're not confident and they're not skilled to handle anybody that walks in the door for the most part. There are some incredible schools, but um, I think for the most part, newer students and newer, newer stylists, they know they're not prepared well enough and they know they need help. And I love it when, when um, I meet a new stylist and they're just so eager and excited to learn. And, and it's great because that really should never stop. 
you know. Tell me more about your accelerator program. So the hairstylist accelerator program came about because I had, um, you know, I was an, I've been a redkin educator. I go in and I talk to stylists. I go into schools. I spend time talking to schools and students. And last year I spoke to, I think over 300 students um, in beauty school or through the almost to the end. And, you know, they, they are so alive and energetic, but they needed help. And, and I was in another state and a student said to me, well, can I work with you? And I, I want to know, like, you know, cause we have a training program in my salon and, and all that, but they don't even know like where to start because there's such a sea of learning and it's so overwhelming. I said, well, I can help you and write a program for you. And, you know, just for the skills part, like, let's do that. You know, well, I started working with people remotely, helping them literally making little videos, sending to them or doing, uh, you know, links to Redken uh, L'Oreal Access, which is a great resource. Um, at Redken Access, of course, because that's the brand that I teach for, and I love Redken. Redken's been, you know, very innovative in, in our industry and will be forever. I'm really indebted to them because they've been so amazing, them and L'Oreal. But I will say that helping someone remotely became a thing. And these poor kids were out, coming out of school and half of them were on Zoom. They hadn't even touched anyone. And they didn't know the first thing about how to comb the hair, how to part the hair, how to, what, what did horizontal breakdown mean? You know, how to section there, not to mention what are is the level system or what are levels one to 10? What does that mean? You know, and families of color and how to actually write out a color formula, little stuff like that. So as I started working with people remotely, just helping the hairstylist accelerator program is what I put together in a digital form of what I feel like a hairstylist needs to master what matters. It's not everything. And it's not all the advanced stuff, but it's a current right now digital program that any newer stylist can use and they can learn to master what matters. And I started out with business and social media basics and principles. Cause if you can't put a butt in your chair, how in the world are you going to have anybody to even practice on, right? Much less collect money from. <laughs> so I started out a bit different than probably most people. And I know Aveda has programs and um, there's this uh, summit associate has a program that helps their leaders train up. And, and I love summit. And, and then, you know, skills content program, other color companies, you know, but there, there hasn't really been something like, here's your map, A to Z, here's what you need to master what matters, you know, and I call it the three C's, communication, coloring, and cutting, and here's the resources I use. I made some of my own videos so I could teach the way I feel like people learn best, right? And there's also so many other resources and, um, you know, it's not brain surgery what I did, but it is a resource that's available that anyone can do. So I put that out, it's available, it's digital, and I love it because it's, um, you know, it's all can be done on the phones and the iPads and the smart devices. So hopefully it's uh, going to strike a chord with some people and it'll help uh, people in it. And it does it very easily, no matter where you live in the world. So that's Isn't the Isn't it amazing that we have the ability to do that now? I remember when I started with the online um, eager to create something in color because um, you and I had chatted when we first jumped on here and I said, I kept... Every time I trained a new colorist, I, I heard myself saying the same thing over and over again. I was tired of saying it. I was tired of hearing myself say it. And I'm like, there has to be a better way. And I started out with like a CD that I could, you know, hand them and say, take this home and watch it. But there's something about, um, like I include coaching with mine because when I first did the program and it was just all digital, I was like, this is amazing. They're going to buy it. They're going to watch it. They're going to do the things. And then it was like, they bought it 
And I never knew whether it worked for them or not. There was no connection whatsoever. So then I turned it into a monthly membership because I wanted to know how did it go? And do you need more support? And even now, three years later, I have my rock stars that go from, you know, making, you know, $200 a week to 2000 a week. And they're my testimonials and my, you know, great stories, but they're not the majority. A lot of people sign up and get this idea that if they pull out their credit card, they got the, the knowledge, they don't do the work. And mm -hmm. when I see that, that's frustrating for me, um, even more than watching somebody, you know, in person in the salon is my gosh, all the, you know, the questions that they'll ask me, I'm like, did you even watch module three? Like every question they are asking is in the content and they'll go, oh, and they'll have a story, you know, about why they didn't watch it. So it, it's frustrating as an educator. And I'm sure you experience that as well. It's like, you're yeah. handing them this roadmap, you're handing them the key to the castle. And sometimes they're still not grasping it and they're still not taking it in. It's like, I'm just going to figure it out. It'll happen. But in the meantime, how many of those clients like you had are coming and going? It's like having a boat with a little hole in it where you're like, I always have a client, but I'm never seeing anybody more than once. I see a lot of that going on. Yeah. Right and, and, you know, sometimes I think too, Elaine, like what you're fishing for out there, you know, there are people that are fishing for something and what they're fishing for isn't necessarily in the pond they're fishing in. Yes. I love they're, they're fishing in the wrong pond. You know, what they're fishing for isn't in the pond they're in. There are people who join digital onboarding programs who are not committed to actually learning the data because they're looking for the easy way out, right? Or they're looking for somebody to do it for them. But maybe what they're looking for is what, you know, you're offering on a personal level, that one-to-one -one coaching. Maybe they need the hand-holding or they need the push or the accountability, right? The accountability is key for so many people. I know that, you know, when I falter and I make mistakes and I, and I screw up something or I, you know, I have my own personal stuff I'm always working on and somebody who holds me accountable to, you know, being a better listener or being more present in a conversation or having more empathy for someone going through something, you know, in life. Those things are, you know, I have to have somebody hold me accountable and it doesn't matter who you are. If somebody's pretends to be all perfect, well, screw that. You know, I I'm still, you know, a little girl from Indiana with red hair who has issues and works on her stuff. You know, we all are, but if you're just fishing in a pond to look for the easy way, you may not find it in a digital course because it does take action, doesn't it? And I love that you offer coaching for that because um, you have to have that accountability, somebody to, to help you along. You know, nobody can really do anything in this world alone. If you're alone and it's not working or it'll work for a short period of time. Um, how often do you talk to a solo stylist or somebody in a suite who went in to work for themselves? And there they are. No, number one, they're not only lonely, they're like, they can't do it. All. They need somebody to help them now. Well, now they got to figure out how to train an assistant. You know, they hire an assistant or they hire an apprentice and they're like, well, shoot, they don't know. They're doing, they've been doing bleaching tones for three years. <laughs> How do you start training an assistant? You know, I get that a lot too. And, and there's a lot of people in our industry who need help so that they can continue on and, and grow and rise up. Right. So I love that you offer the coaching with your program. And I think that that's key with any program because buying a course isn't enough, you know? 
I think of all the courses that I have, you and I are on the same path with self-improvement and, and go see the same type of, you know, speakers, the Tony Robbins, the, you know, the people that we look to for, to energize us and keep us motivated and same thing, you know, you, you buy them and you're so excited and you start watching it and then life happens, you get distracted. And then I'm like, where's that email? What course did I take? Like, I probably have five of them in my repertoire that like, I don't even remember that I took. I remember when I was starting with the um, virtual world, I was like, I have to learn how to do um, Pinterest. So I got, um, oh my God, what is her name? I'm blanking her name. She's the photographer that is in a, her underwear all the time and has the hot husband. Um, oh my God. The Sphinx? Or, or No, she's, she's a, she was a photographer that ended up being known for um, how to do Pinterest. And it, she, she's friends oh, with Tony Robbins. Rachel, and Rachel Peterson? No. no. Oh my God. I see her face in my, anyway, I bought her course. This is the first course I took and I, I took it and I was like, ah, it just wasn't real. If it doesn't reel me in, in the first couple of videos, I'm shut down. Mm. I can't just keep going. Um, but right. my kids are like, oh my gosh, mom, how many things do you have? But if you don't, if you haven't been in the virtual world, you don't know how courses are set up, how people like to learn. Um, I read a really good book early on in trying to set up this online world. And it talked about the four different types of learning that people learn four different ways. And I was like, we just automatically, you and I, I'm sure teach the way that we would want to learn, but we're only teaching to one style because we're not aware that there's four styles. You know, people are constantly asking me for, those head sheets with the diagrams. I'm like, oh God, please don't ask me for that. Like I bought a brand new iPad to be able to draw on an actual person. I can't nice. draw on those head sheets. Like I'm just not one of those pie section, ABC, do this formula in there. That's not my style of color, but there's people that have to learn that way. They have to see that visual diagram. So that's been a big learning experience for me of how to get to certain people. Um, I think one of the biggest frustrations for me, and, and I'm sure you'll end up having the same experience in your business, is the people that are the recipe seekers. They want that recipe. You know, yeah. you're teaching them the fundamentals, and I've seen you teach, and you're great at explaining, you know, the, the theories behind everything. And you can say it six ways to Wednesday, and they're still like, but what's the, what's the formula? And I'm like, that's so not the point. <laughs> it doesn't matter because if I gave you Lori's, for, if I use Lori's formula on my hair, am I going to look like Lori? Absolutely not. You yeah, know, I mean, I'm starting with a blonde base. You're starting with, I don't know, probably a brown base. Yeah. You know, and I, I stopped giving formulas. My, I, one of my leaders and mentors, um, Carolyn O'Connor, she said, you know, the difference between giving a formula in a class or teaching somebody a formula or teaching someone the art of formulation is a really big difference. The art of formulation takes into account the beginning journey, the goal, and then how to get there. The art of formulation is not, here's some formulas. You know, we can put formulas up on a, a flip chart or we can put our formulas, our favorite formulas in an Instagram post. And I do list my formulas for what I am. You know, I usually have a before picture and an after, but for the art of formulation is a skill that can be learned behind learning the theory and then the practical and practicing, you know, I often do, um, I swatch out the new shades EQ colors when they come out, because I got to show them, like, I got to see them. I can't just come up with the formula, right? I have to see the formulation. If you put new 10 AG 
on level 10 pale yellow hair what color is that really going to look like you know and i look at it so i mean i that th i love that you bring that up because for newer hairstylists who are seeking formulas or solutions recipes right duncan hines is not a hairstylist duncan hines made you know uh yummy cakes <laughs> but hairstyling exactly. yeah and in formulation is that that is really such a key point so and you sure. and I both go to outside the industry education to get better yeah. at our craft of being in the virtual world. And one of my biggest frustrations is I know that if I put up a chart with my top 10 Shades EQ formulas, it would go viral in a heartbeat. I would have thousands and thousands of likes. People would share it. It would grow my following. I refuse to do it because I'm not in this for the ego. I'm not in it for the, I have so many followers. I want what I put out to actually help someone think it, it goes back to that teach a person to fish instead of feeding them a fish dinner. Like mm -hmm. if I hand you that chart of formulas, I'm setting you up for failure because you're going to take those letters and numbers and you're going to put it on a head that it doesn't belong on. We did at the retreat that I had chatted with you about, we did a swatching exercise. And when you look oh, at I these watches, they're horrific. I mean, these colors are awful <laughs> because this is what we think you know, when we take these letters and numbers from a chart, we think they're going to be beautiful, you know, beigey champagne blonde or ashy cool, you know, frozen blonde, but we really get, you know, like deep purple and orange and, you know, these muddy grays and, and murky muddy things because we didn't understand that 50% of the formula is already on the hair. And I'll, I start every class with that. And it still just is like, talking to the to the wall people are not oh my gosh. grasping that if you and I were standing next to each other in a class we would just pull we pull out 7ag and say okay you put 7ag on my red hair or 7ag on your red hair you know you're gonna have two totally different results you know and 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 I think visually it's so important to show that in classes and I love that you use the swatches too in your classes it's so good and I you know I try to encourage people to do that by themselves you know, and, and see for themselves, because when you see it, it's real. When you read it, it's still theory, right? But you have to see it to be real. You have to see it for yourself to really believe it. You know, no different than people believe, you know, to, uh, whatever. There's formulas that people don't like, right? Because they don't like what they see and that's okay. But they have to see it to really know it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're such visual, visual artistic people that visual learning is, definitely important that that's the one downfall I think to virtual like I did my coaching call last night and I'm holding up these swatches and I'm like look 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 at this you would think that this would be this but it's this and I'm putting it on my hair and this it just doesn't show the same as if you're in person feeling it looking at separating it so um, I am working on a on a project right now to build the ultimate swatch book for people to use for themselves to create their own swatch book I see people, you can relate in the Redken world, people panic and go crazy about getting a hold of one of those swatch books. I'm like, what does that book represent to you? Because to me, it's great to have an idea of what the shade is, but swatches are thread. It's not even hair. It's thread that's been dyed. So you don't mm -hmm. know how it's going to behave on the hair anymore by looking at the swatch book than if you just went willy nilly and put it on the hair. There's no more 
you know, reference of seeing that piece of thread, but people feel yeah, so watch- attached to that handicap of like, I need to see this watch book. It's crazy. Yeah. And those watch books are like Barbie hair. You know, they're super high, high shine. They're whatever the fabric they are, whatever thread. I mean, they're Barbie hair and yeah, it gives you an idea, but we would never recommend that we take this watch book out and to ask the client, which one they want, because it's not a true visual representation of their final result. Now, sometimes we use them. I think the benefit of this watch book is to show a client the difference between warm and cool tones, maybe. But I really recommend that people build their own Pinterest board as a stylist, build a cool color Pinterest board with cool reds and build a Pinterest board with your name on it with warm reds. And then when your guest comes in, you can open the Pinterest board for them and you can show them even one step further. One thing I recommend in my um, my uh, training all the time is I recommend, okay, before your guest comes in, you have a virtual consultation with them. You get on a, a FaceTime call, you get on anything. I don't care if it's just texting pictures back and forth, but you as a stylist, if you have a new client coming in and you know what her inspiration pictures are. You build your own Pinterest board with her name on it in your Pinterest account. And before she comes in, you have it built. And when she comes in for her in-person consultation, you have a Pinterest board with her name on it. that She'll see that you've been thinking about her and you can show her warm and cool. I just think it's much better than a swatch book. It, it, it really made yourself as a professional too. It just changes everything. So anyway, don't get me started on virtual. I love virtual consultations. I just can't believe more stylists don't do them. I agree. We started doing them um, during COVID. And then I was like, this is genius. We're not taking time out of our schedule to sit and talk to the client. We're doing it outside of our business hours. So we're not losing income. So to me, that was a gift from COVID. I always had a digital lookbook, like you're saying, like reds, cool, warm, brunette, short, medium. I always had that. But to make it so personal to make it about them. Like we do like a little um, sheet where like it's the clients before, and then we have inspiration that we're suggesting for them so that they can see it next to their existing hair. Um, we've done videos of them, you know, we'll style one side of their hair and have them style the other. And we videotape it on their phone. We've used technology so much to like up-level that experience. And it's so simple, but people yeah. don't take the time to do it. And they, they're sitting in the break room bitching that they're not busy. I'm like, you should be doing virtual consultations. You should be doing blow dry nights where you're doing those lessons. Um, my yeah, daughter just did an event. It's, yeah. it's hard when they're, they're uncomfortable on video, they're uncomfortable doing things that they've never done before. And, you know, the better things happen outside that comfort area, you know, you got to get beyond your walls and try things that you're not used to in order to really grow. I mean, that's all it takes, you know, it's being, you know, brave. Yeah. Just <laughs> jump, think. jump in the net will appear. I say yeah. that all the time. I'm like, don't stay stuck in your, you know, don't sit in your crap and just, and just keep saying, I'm not busy. I'm not busy. I'm not busy. I hear that over and over again. I'm like, why are you sitting in a break room? Like you should be out at Starbucks talking to people, complimenting their hair, inviting them in for a free blowout, like be scrappy, you know, like go to the grassroots, the stuff that you and I used to do back in the eighties that worked like a charm. Everybody forgot about human interaction. Everything became so digital. And now you're getting lost in a sea of digital where there's so many people doing that. I always say, be the purple cow. If everybody's going right, go left. If everybody's doing email, do direct mail, you know, just change it up and and do something different. Great advice. Great. Well, you and I could talk forever for sure. We have a lot in common. I'm so glad that Beth recommended that we connect. How can people find you and learn more about your program and um, learn more about you? 
Yeah. So the, I mean, the program, if someone's interested, it's uh, infinityhairtraining.com is, you know, cause stylists never stop learning. Infinity hair training is what holds my course, the hairstylist accelerator program. But if you find me on Instagram, uh, Lori Fudens, L-O-R-I-F-U-D-E-N-S underscore Redkin Artist, you can find me there. And I have links in my link tree on my bio. I'm also on Facebook. I have a podcast called the hairstylist accelerator podcast, and I've interviewed some of um, the top, you know, icons in our industry and, and many to come, you know, I, I, I'm going to be talking with Sherry Doss next next week, actually, Sherry Doss is the uh, president of global education for um, L'Oreal brands, you know, Redken and Matrix, and she's just a super person. So I just feel like anything I can do to help the industry, especially the new people. And yes, I have an online course for sale and it sells for uh, $500. It's for a stylist who wants to go through the entire training. And the thing is, is that it's, uh, but it's meant and it's put out there to help the industry accelerate the learning so that these new stylists don't drop out of our industry. It's a very high rate of dropout after um, they graduated and it's because they're not making money and they don't know. And you can only go to so hair shows, you know, but if they're really want to really want to be responsible and explain, well, we're definitely gonna have to collaborate on some of our education because you're, 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 what you're doing is so valuable for, for hair, people who want to be hair color experts, right? So it's, it's great what you're doing, but um, so Absolutely. thank you for we having definitely, me on Yes, today. we will definitely it. collaborate and, and do something together for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited to do that. So thank you so Yay. much for your time. Thank you everyone for listening and we will see you on the next one. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Ask the Color Expert podcast. Please subscribe and be sure to leave a review. For more information on hair color education, please visit my website, www.expertcolorsolutions.com. See you soon.